This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you know you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, unlike the Owls, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So there's only one thing left to say, what's everybody having? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means you'll get some tasty rewards later on. And between you and me, if you order just before kickoff, you can get it just in time for half-time, but I've not told you that. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery free and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. See you later. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. It's still with Lee Gregory. He's in the box. Tries to screw him. Is it going to be there? Yes! Hello, good evening, and welcome to a very special episode of the Wednesday, I forgot the name of the show, that's a great start, isn't it? The Wednesday Week <laughs> Owls Alumni Edition, and as you can see in the larger window that we've, uh, because it's a lot prettier than Stevie and I, we've got uh, Hat-Trick Hero two times, Mr. Neil Meller, and also, by the way, Neil, I don't know if you know this, but um, there was a game in 2004 called LMA Manager, it was up there with Championship Manager and Footy Manager, and you were like a cheat code on it, you were- <laughs> I, I, I don't know if you know, I don't know if you're aware, but you were like rate good. And me and my me and my pals used to argue who was getting you or Jose Antonio Reyes. So uh, so that's nice, isn't it? How's it going, Mel's? You all right? I was better on the computer. Uh, no, thanks for having me on, lads. <laughs> no, I, uh, I tell you what, though, the season uh, the season that we had was the one where you just broken through at Liverpool. So uh, you weren't too shabby. So uh, listen, Mel's, we're going to spend the next hour chewing through a few, uh, you know, a few few career highlights in your uh, your time at some other clubs that you might have played for. But, you know, we're going to keep it mainly Sheffield Wednesday-centric. So, you know, I'm going to kick it off, actually. I mean, uh, talk, talking about, you know, you I, I want to say you were born in Sheffield. And, and then did you make the move over to the Northwest uh, because someone told you to? Or is that is that just the way that uh, that it went? Yeah, born, born in Sheffield, uh, Jessup's Hospital. Uh, that's where I was born, a twin. Uh Photographer Steve, who's still going strong at the Owls now, he took a photo of me, very first photo uh, with my old man and, and obviously my mum. So, uh, yeah, going back to 1982, it was. Uh, so, yeah, at the age of five. So, we were brought up in Chapeltown in Sheffield. And then at the age of five, that was when my dad decided it was time to to move back over the Pennines. And, and that's when we settled in in Sale. So, um, that, that was where he was originally from anyway. But, but he did love mm-hmm. his time in Sheffield. 
Go on then, Stevie. I'll let you. Uh, I'll let you go into the uh, into the olden days and just let's just get straight into it. <laughs> so, obviously, do you feel like um, when you were sort of you, we we'll fast forward straight into the, the sort of the Sheffield Wednesday aspect of things? Do you feel like when the opportunity first arose, um, did you have any sort of affinity for the club, or you know, being with your dad being obviously an ex Wednesday player? Was it something that you talked about with him previously before before anything had arisen? Did you seek out any sort of advice or um, guidance in terms of was this the right thing for you to do? Or was it just a, a, a bit of a whim and you just went, right, I'm going to go for it? No, I, I, I mean, Wednesday means a lot to the family. Obviously, my dad had been there before I was born. Uh, it was part of the Boxing Day Massacre, of course, 79. So, so he'd always told me about the stories. I've seen the pictures, um, seen the footage, seen the goal, in fact, a little bit blurry. But And the fact that <laughs> my older brother as well, who, who was always being close with, he's eight years older. He's been a big Wednesdayite. So he's followed Wednesday everywhere. I've seen the posters of sort of all the 90 glory days, all the Wednesday players then. I've been to Sheffield Wednesday games. So so Sheffield Wednesday was a, a football club that meant so much to the family. And I knew if, if they ever made it, you know, I'd love to experience playing there one day. And it's funny because when I was at Liverpool, Neil Warnock used to ring my dad all the time. He was Sheffield United manager at the time. He was like, oh, bring, bring your Neil over to Sheffield United. And I just said, Dad, I, don't, I can't have a Sheffield United. I just can't. So, um, yeah, that, that was a chance maybe to have gone to Sheffield United, but I, ne- I never wanted to. But I knew maybe one day I might go to Sheffield Wednesday. And when it came, I had the choice out of a couple of championship clubs or, or Sheffield Wednesday. And they were in League mm. One at the time. So, so the draw was Sheffield Wednesday, but also Alan Irvine. I have to say that he was a brilliant coach, best I ever experienced. And I wanted to team up with him again. And it just fit to, to go to Wednesday. I, yeah, I love this, the this... idea that you signing for Sheffield Wednesday pissed off Neil Warnock. Big fire, Neil. <laughs> <Big fire. laughs> honestly, honestly, he must have rung for about six months. Come and sign for us, come and sign for us. Uh, he had about eight strikers at the time. I was thinking the fact he had eight strikers and the fact it was Sheffield United and not Sheffield Wednesday was uh, a factor why I never went there. Brilliant. Um, so in terms of that move coming about, was it a case of Alan Irvine just getting on the phone um, with, with an opportunity just coming up Wednesday? Um, there's, there's a chance for you here to, to get yourself some match fitness coming up a year with us. Um, how did that sort of loan move come about? Yeah, well, I was at Preston at the time and they were still a championship club and, and Darren Ferguson had come in and I had two years left on my contract. And Fer- Ferguson, for whatever reason, decided that he didn't want me part of his plans. I played, I was involved in 45 for the 46 championship games the previous season. And he said to me, just before the last game, Reading away, you're not involved, you're not part of my plans next season. I was like, I've been involved for every game this season. It's just nice to have on the CV that it could have been all games this season. I was available available for I was not on the pitch for every game, unused sub as some strikers are for a few. Uh yeah, so so Ferguson didn't fancy me and I thought, okay, fine, well, let's see what the options are. And there was a couple in the championship, but Irvine was sort of sniffing about and I thought, Sheffield uh, Wednesday, Alan Irvine, let's do it. I did two days of pre-season at Preston and, and that was when I thought, no, I need, I need to get over there to to Alan Irvine because his pre-seasons were tough. And I thought I need to get his pre-season because I know that will help me for the season. That's that's interesting. Did you have so? Did you feel like Alan Irvine kind of deployed you in the right way? Because obviously now, as football's moved on, we now know more about what different. You know, you're not just a striker anymore. You're now a back to goal striker or a forward, or you're holding up the ball and and all the rest of it. Did you feel that Irvine kind of deployed you as you preferred? 
Well, I think the thing about Alan Irvine was, and I know some fans will have their own opinion, of course, I loved the environment he created. So every training session I enjoyed. I felt as though I improved as a player. I felt as though I learned a little bit more about football as well. He was so studious about the opposition. I felt as though we were really well prepared for, for whatever game we were going into. And and yeah, he liked me, put me on the pitch more often than not. So we, we, a lot of the times we played 4-4-2 and I knew what, what I had to do. He told me what I had to do with the ball, without the ball. And as a coach, he, he was absolutely brilliant the way he spoke to me. So, so I really enjoyed my time. And not just at Sheffield Wednesday, but, but at Preston as well. I always felt as though he was harshly treated because at Preston, we got in the playoffs. He got binned off when we were two points off the playoffs. Um, then at Sheffield Wednesday, we were just hovering outside the playoffs. The Mandaric uh, takeover took over, uh, came in and, and obviously he wanted his own man in there. I thought West Brom, he never got them in the bottom three in the Premier League. Again, I thought he did well there, Norwich. So for me, I've always followed Alan, Alan Irvine and thought he's done really well, but maybe harshly treated. Do you think that that was it? He's, uh, not just at Wednesday, but you, you've sort of alluded to it there. So I, I, I suppose I'm asking you a question that you've already answered, but it's, it's that over-expectation, isn't it, of a, a setup at a club that we're, we're, we're thinking that it doesn't matter how well you're doing, we want more. And, I, yeah. and it just sort of leads me into that ne the, the next point, going back to, to Wednesday, where we were. Do you think it was, you're doing all right, but we can probably get a little bit better? And that was a reason that we, we, we sort of moved on from him? Maybe there was a lot of change. Do you know what? Off the pitch, it wasn't easy because the, the administration talk was going on. The fact that Mandarich came on, it was it was really unsettling with the players. They, they were all talking about, are we going to get paid? There was a lot of that talk going on. You could see how unsettling it was at, at the time. Um, I was on loan from Preston, so so it didn't really affect me. But a lot of the players, it, it was a real real big issue. But expectations a big thing. Any team that gets relegated, they expected got to be in the top three or four, and if they're not. That's when the pressure comes. And, and to be fair, at Wednesday, we had a couple of bad results that year, in all fairness. Um, but, but I don't think it helped at Christmas because remember, the, I think the pipes had burst at Hillsborough. There was, there was some kind of leak and we couldn't have a couple of games. And we felt so we could have got a couple of games in there just to put ourselves back in the sort of the, the playoffs. Never had it. And, and I think the league table were about seventh or eighth. And, and, and if your expectation is top three, you're seventh or eighth, mm. that's when the pressure starts building. Sorry, I was I I absolutely forgot what I was doing. Uh, the uh, I'm I'm doing really badly here tonight, aren't I? Uh, so I tell you, uh, the the Mandarich coming in, we look back on now, and you know a lot the way that the club's being run right now, and the way some of the fans feel about it has probably got a lot to do with this. We we look back on it now and feel like you know that that was some kind of halcyon days in the in the last 15 years that that, that we've had. But do you, do you remember your, your debut? Because I I remember it. I think I want to say it was. Away at Dagenham and Redbridge, I think. I think it was like, was it oh, was that? No, no, I'll tell you, Dagenham and Redbridge away. Gary Megson left me on the bench as an unused sub, and I just watched the worst game of football I've ever watched. <laughs> it was nil nil. I don't know what time of the season it was, it must have been like February, March time. The pitch was like a car park, it was rock hard, it wasn't fit to play. And I was just like, good, I don't even want to be out there. And Megson was never going to put me on anyway. So the away game was nil nil, but yes, my debut was at home to Dagenham and Redbridge, it was at home. Right. I was I was fuming because for me in pre-season, it's about getting through it. I'd scored four at um, Stocksbridge on my first game for Wednesday and, and the Wednesday fans were thinking, hello, he, he can score a few goals. Probably didn't score many more in pre-season. I think we played Donny away last pre-season game and Clinton Morrison scored and he put Clinton ahead of me first game of the season. And I was fuming. I was like, what are you doing? Because I came in to be the main striker. So he put me on the bench 
Tug came, may have started the game as well. And um, yeah, I came off the bench. We won 2-0, but I never scored. But I was fuming that I never started that game. I tell you what, it's nice having you talk about all these players now that we we hold in high regard. Now we'll look back with. I'd love to have Clinton Tully back in with Mel's. You know what I mean? I, li- I like that that jostling for position. Come on, Steve. What was it? What was your relation relationship like with uh, Clinton? I like Clinton, Clinton, and even to today we get on. I think the thing for Clinton was. He wasn't the player he was earlier on in his career. I mean, Clinton at Palace was a top centre-forward and scored loads of goals. But at Sheffield Wednesday, he was a different sort of centre-forward. He didn't have the same pace. He didn't score the same goals, but he still had that voice in the dressing room. He was a massive character. He really was. And if he wasn't starting, he would sulk. And the problem was, I was starting ahead of him. I was like, Clint, I'm starting. But but do you know what? He he was a good lad. He was a good lad, but he wasn't the same player at Wednesday as, as what he was earlier on in his career. Um, but yeah, I scored yeah. the next game. My, my next game was when I got my first goal away at Colchester. But I was on the bench again. Irvine never put me in, did he? For the first couple right, of you've, come all, you've come all that way to meet up with your old pal and he's not even I, giving you I, a... I love, I love Alan Irvine, but he's not going to play me. <laughs> when are you going to start me? To be fair, the goal I scored at, at Colchester was one of the best goals for Wednesday that because my old man had got, gone to watch. Um, it was New Stadium, Colchester... I don't, I don't even know how good a side Colchester were back then, but it, we were 1-0 down. I've come off the bench. I've probably posted it on my social media the odd time. I think it was in, my, in the black kit. I've headed it past one defender. Yeah. I've held one off. I've held another off. Headed it again and just powered it into the back of the net. And what I loved about the goal was it was in front of the Travelling Wednesday fans and they were all jumping on the pitch. And, and that was a nice moment to share with them. So, uh, yeah, I enjoyed that one. What was the, um, the 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 changing room? We've touched on Morrison. Were there were there any big characters in and around it? Was it was it a good atmosphere? I know, I know we've talked about the fact that it wasn't necessarily the the the, the safest or the, the the most sort of steady in terms of talk about administration, the changeover in terms or the the, the takeover with, with Mandrich coming in. But as a group of lads, we when we do these, we always like to sort of speak to players about any of the big characters, any of the banter that was going on, the things that sort of happened behind closed doors. What was that? What was that changing room atmosphere like at the time? Good, uh, good, really good. Uh, obviously, Clint was really close with. Remember Giles Coke, who yep. Uh, yep. who decided to take a penalty at the cop end and score with his right foot, and then the ref said you got to retake it for whatever reason and took it with his left foot and blazed it into the cop. It's like, what are you doing? Changing you? Anyway. <laughs> That was an absolute tear. I forget what game it was. But he was best mates with him. Uh, Daniel Jones as well. Them three were really tight. You had your youngsters like your Beavs, um, O'Donnell and Spursy. They were all tight, like, and Bods. They were all like, there was three or four of them that were just like little kids. Just proper, proper immature, but, but, but fine. You could sort of control that. But then the senior boys, I mean, the dressing room under Irvine was great. We had Weaves in goal. Uh, we had Chris Sedgwick, we had Tommy Miller, I was part of it, Darren Potter, we had Teeley, it was um, Darren Purse was there as well. It was it was a really strong, well-run dressing room uh, and results weren't that bad. But it, but when Gary Megson came in, the administration, there was loan players coming in, there was this player coming in. I think we had about nine loan players. I, I wasn't even in squads under, under Gary Megson because we had too many loan players in the squads and, and he was like, well, you, you can't be on the bench. I was like, what do you mean I can't be on the bench? He was like, we've got six lone players and, and you're one that's going to miss out. 
I was like, right, okay, fine. So, so, so it became it, it, the dressing room was not good at all when all these players started to come in and all that change was happening. But, but to start with, some of them characters like Weaves and, and Sergi, top lads, top lads. So, yeah, that's, that's... so what was what was his? Sorry, Dan, what was his justification for for saying that even though we've got all these loan players, you're not going to be involved because you were scoring goals and top you scoring. were, you know, you were you were involved. Yeah, well, top scoring is he's, he's put me on the bench. I think it was because obviously I don't know if he was bringing players in or Mandarich, whoever it was, it, it was their players. You know, he inherited me, so it wasn't like I was his player. So, so he, he clearly didn't fancy me early on, even though his first game. I remember it was MK Dons at home, and it, I think he'd been announced the day before on the Friday. Gary Megson's a new manager, Sheffield Wednesday. So I was like, yeah, great, because okay, good player back in his day, decent manager, um, and he played with me all man. I think he'd been at Wednesday with me all man. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I was thinking he's going he's to have me here. Um, anyway, first first game, right, I'm not getting involved. He does his press conference. I'm not getting involved. Rob Kelly, the assistant manager, is going to take the game. Um, and I'm on the bench. I'm like, flipping heck. Whenever Rob Kelly took over at Preston, as interim when Irvine went, I was put on the bench. And he'd done it again. I was like, what are you doing putting me on the bench? MK Don's at home. Scored a hat-trick against them earlier on in the season. Anyway, we were 2-0 yeah. down. Megson was sat in the director's box five minutes into the game. He's on the touchline. He's, he's dismissed Rob Kelly. And I'm, I'm in charge here. And we're on the bench thinking, we're taking over. Anyway, sure enough, he's barking out his instructions from the touchline. And he's looking at the bench. He's looking at me going, what are you doing on the bench? I went, oh, no, no, I'm not he brought, he brought me on at half time and I scored the equaliser. Um, so I was like buzzing. I'm going to be. I'm going to be. I'm going to be in for Megson there. And the next game was Rochdale away, and and he did something on shape on um, on the Friday afternoon. But right, we're playing three five two tomorrow. And everyone's like, we've not played three five two all season. So when it right, this is the system we're going to play. Daniel Jones, left wing back. He thought he was Gareth Bale, and we're going to, and he's our outlet. And um, brilliant, honestly. Friday afternoon, we're absolutely brilliant. But it was eleven v nobody, so we're scoring goals for fun and switching the play and everything. So we went to Rochdale, and Wednesday going to Rochdale, we took two thousand fans there. All ex- we're expecting to batter them. 1-0 down after about five minutes. Daniel Jones is getting absolutely run ragged down on that right-hand side for them, our left-hand side. Short corner, right on the stroke of half-time. Megson's got me going back for corners. Don't know why. I brought this lad down. I'm not even sure it was a foul or penalty given. And uh, So they score 2-0 on half-time. So Megson, for 10 minutes of the half-time, just started laying into me, saying, oh, you've cost us the game, you. You've cost. What are you doing making that challenge? You've cost us the game. I'm going, we've got a second half to go, it's fine. And he's going, no, 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 you're coming off. And he's, he's brought me off at half time. I was like, what are you doing bringing me off? He brought big Gary Medina on. So Medina had signed by then and, and he got right. a goal back into the game and uh, finished 2 1. After that, he dropped me for 10 games. Never played for Mexico. I think Ten. he had one game after that because I give a pen away at Rochdale. Um, yeah, so uh, I wasn't his, <laughs> wasn't his favourite after that. That's uh, that's that's really interesting that because like you know some some players talk quite fondly of their time under Gary Megson, especially when they're doing this show and 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 there, there, there's there's people who are in that first it was kind of our first season wasn't it in League One 2010 to 2011 wasn't it and and it what there was a lot of change happening at the club and and we had some big characters there you know you mentioned Giles Coke and um, and Clinton Morrison I remember you know Twitter was just a big thing at the time. And uh, I think the first season of Top Boy had just come out. And uh, Giles Coker tweeted something like, 
really enjoyed Top Boy. And Clinton Morrison had just gone, shut up, man. You don't know about them things. Oh, that's how I read it. You know what I mean? Like, uh, uh, you know, I, I did the voice. I probably, yeah, I was living in Croydon at the time. I was learning it. I was learning it. You know what I mean? So um, I, t- I tell you what, let's let's go back a bit even, even further than Mel's. Let's, let's talk I, about- let, let me just say, I don't dislike Mexon. I, I, I did for the time I was on the bench and, he, and I was on new sub at Carlisle new sub at Bournemouth, new sub at Dagenham and Redbridge. Yeah, I was thinking, what are you doing? But then he got me in the team. He was under pressure, you see. So then he got yeah. me in the team. And I finished the season really strongly. I grew to really like him. Uh, and and so it was a difficult decision then when, when I didn't sign back at Wednesday. Um, can you but, imagine? But I did grow to really like him. But for 10 games, I was like, what is he doing? I'm top scorer. <laughs> I've, I've, I've had gaffers like that, to be fair, Mills. Yeah, I, th- I think the thing with Megson, when 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 we talk to whether it be ex-players or or whoever, there, there's always or when we're doing any sort of anything when we record and we're talking about managerial or a manager moves out and people talk about who we're going to get in is the go-to. It's always right, get Megson in, get him up Grenner Woods, let's get him up the back of the cop, and we'll do all of that. And there was a there, there's a real he's yeah done that Friday afternoon he took us to the top of the cop. It was brilliant. Uh, and and then we did 50-50 tackles on a Friday afternoon. Right, who wants to win that tackle? And I, I was with JJ. <laughs> Remember JJ? Winger JJ. And, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I, mean, yeah. I ain't tackling you. You're not tackling me. I don't want to, I don't want to be injured for tomorrow. But the centre-halves were teaming into each other. This is like the day before, but that was, that was Megs. And we grew to understand what he was all about. In fact, he gave one of the best team talks I've ever, ever heard. It was one of his early games. It was it was Tramir away. I was on the bench again. And um, it was brilliant team talk. He was giving it everything about your family, the most important thing. You've got all the Wednesday fans out there. And I was desperate to go. I was thinking, oh, I really want to go out and play. And I was on the bench. And uh, it, it was the most inspiring team talk I've ever heard. It was absolutely brilliant. It really was. Uh, we lost 4-0 that night, but... Never... <laughs> 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 totally worth it, though, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Should have saved that. And he never mentioned family though. again. <laughs> <laughs> did you get Did you get to play in any derbies, Mels? Did you... Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm going back because we were League One at the time and then it was the following season after we just went up, so you might have just missed them. Yeah, no, I miss playing against Sheffield United. I had a good record scoring against them as well. Scored, scored against them for Liverpool, scored against them for, for Preston. Um, so I probably would have scored against them for Sheffield Wednesday. Uh, but I never got well, to play Never got to play against them for Wednesday. Would have enjoyed that. Now, uh, listen, there's something I want to talk about now. So we're, we're talking, uh, I think it was Hartlepool, the first hat trick, wasn't it? That was the first one. Um, now, annoyingly... No footage exists of those three goals. Uh, I can't. I can. I can seem to find on the internet. But then I, I think it was about what ten days later. Uh, you, Hold up! What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. We all know away days are mint. But there's nothing quite like playing at home. Same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now with the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. For more information, see mcdonalds.com. See you later. 
Is that what it was? Footage. I have got the footage. I will DM you though. I've got that footage. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna need that footage, but I've got this one. I'm just going to apologise to our audio listeners because that was probably a weird minute for them while they're driving in the car. So, uh, But listen, I, I just wanted to show you them back because, you know, a hat-trick of headers don't, don't happen very much, right? And, um, you know, you've got a lot to thank that goalkeeper for on that second one, though, aren't you? Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> low, they, all, low, they all count. Uh, yeah, I should have said that one. We won four one that day. I made the other one as well. I crossed yeah. it and it was an own goal, so I should have got an assist for that as well. Uh, it was a good day, good day. I mean, I enjoyed that. My brother's fuming because my brother followed me home and away for a lot of my career. Like I say, big Wednesday. I, he never went to that game, and I'd scored. He was absolutely fuming, but yeah, I enjoyed that and, and unique. You know, let's be honest. I've got a really small forehead, so I didn't really win many headers, and uh, <laughs> it was nice to score a hat trick. So yeah, it was a good one that. Now, I, t- I tell you why I've, I've put that aside there, because there was, uh, you know, some one of my favourite things is just the way fo- footballers interact. You know, the, um, the the dressing room humour. You know, Stevie and I have played at some terrible low levels, but, you, you know, you I, I, being in, um, in my early 40s now, that's what I miss. You know, like, even even at the highest level, you still get blokes kicking the ball at right hard at each other while they're trying to lace up the boots and stuff like that. But my favourite one was stuff like nicknames. And I remember after that game, you got given the match ball and everybody signs it. And I remember spying in the day. Have you got it? Is that the one that says Chunky on it? Because what's written? Uh, is, is that the one or is it the other one? There you go. So audio listeners won't be able to uh, hear it. But there you go. Can you see it? Yeah, it says, well done, Chunky. Who was that? <laughs> it was, oh, can't even get my angles right. <laughs> Look, at angles. Look at that. Have you got it? Yeah, it's, it's it's just it's just at the right hand side of where it, it says. Uh, yeah, got there. it, there got it. it. You can see it there. I, I remember spying it in the paper, thinking, "Oh, is that was that your nickname for a while, Mel's, or or did you no. get many?" No one, no one ever called it me. And I'll, tell you, <laughs> I'll tell you, I'll tell you who did it. The lad who had the smallest arms in the squad, um, Lewis Buxton. Um, <laughs> I don't know what. He obviously knew what he was doing with where he's put it. And I've been interviewed. I've not even seen it. I've not even got onto it. What happens is, obviously, I didn't score many hat-tricks, but the ball just goes around the dressing room. Everyone signs it. Well done, Miles, whatever. And he's put well done, Chunky. And I only knew after people were caning me because it was on the telly. I never knew it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why it stuck out to me. So with the any, with the any more, with the any more nicknames, that, you know, this, I'm going to give you an opportunity now to get your own back and just start to say, well, we used to call Lewis Buxton... Uh, you know, potato head or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, dinosaur arms, the old T Rex. Um, <laughs> yeah. um, no, I mean, there wasn't that many bad nicknames. Then just, just did the you? Other- 
Yeah, I mean, you had you, you were there with Mickey Gray at that point, weren't you, as well? Did Mickey you miss before, him? Mickey was before me. Franny, did, I, th- I think they were the team before me. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think. I, I know there was an overlap with Danny Jones. I'm trying to think of kits, and uh, you know, it's. It, I've just realised it's 14 years ago, Steve. You're going to have to get me out of this hole, pal. <laughs> it was no, the the ones and obviously because it is a while ago. You go back and you, you're having a look, and I was sort of taken because some of the players that you played with in that season um, mm. uh, are either cult heroes or they're they're lambasted. So forgive me, I, I've done a quick. Wikipedia. I can, I can remember JJ because JJ was an absolute maverick. But the the one that gets derided was John John Otsemabor, who gets oh, and yeah. my God, he get he gets some honor. So when we you do and I think it's quite unjust to be fair because I don't have any lasting memories of, of him being an absolutely terrible player. But if you ever see a, a worst eleven Wednesday lineup, his his name comes up for fun. And I just really? think I mean I mean bear in mind, Mel's this is somebody you. Probably played with a, a younger level as well. He was at Liverpool, wasn't he? And and then he got shot in the ass at some point, didn't he? As well, like you know what I mean. That's that's going to hamper someone's footballing ability, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, I did. I played with Sammy in the youth team at Liverpool. He was a centre half. He moved out to right back. I went on loan to West Ham. That was when he got shot in the ass. Uh, it was a ricochet. Told me. Um, oh yeah, 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 yeah. We all said that. Yeah, I mean, for me, when we looked around the team in the dressing room, we trusted Semi at right back, no doubt about that. Yeah, mm-hmm. so he was quick, he, he, could, he could defend, he could get forward, he could deliver the ball. So, um, yeah, I mean, if Wednesday fans have got that opinion, that then, then fine. But for me, no, I, I liked Semi in the team, no problem. There was, how, uh, how, was, yeah. how, how was JJ? Because he, he's the one. Jermaine Johnson is the one. He, he, was, he was either a 10 or a 2. Yeah. <laughs> Absolute maverick. He, he was... He'd frustrate me because sometimes he wouldn't pass to me and then he would pass to me. He'd beat four players and then shoot miles over and you think he'd just square the ball. Um, I'll tell you what he did. He got the fans involved and he created a bit of momentum and noise inside the stadium, which 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 was great. Yeah, there was a, there was a couple of times where he smashed up, uh, I think it was Richard Cresswell that used to play for us back in the late 90s when we were playing Sheffield United. And I think, didn't, didn't JJ smash his face up? Didn't he not? Did he not headbutt him or something? Do you remember that, Stevie? I can't, I'm going back. Recollection. It's going yeah, back. Going a bit, back a number of years yeah. there. Uh, so listen, Mel's. Let's let's get into the team that you played with as well. Let's talk about who had the worst dress sense around your uh, around, around the dressing room because I know what you footballers are like. You like to be unique when you're out in town. Who, who look like you know? You're like really, you know that that's your going out gear. Yeah, well, I'm not going to say Sedge or Weeds because they'll just come back and absolutely cane me. Um, <laughs> Ginge uh, O'Connor looked like he, he dressed as a 60 year old man. Um, <laughs> probably over the age as well, but he was like the one, the one with a little bit of discipline in the dressing room. Daniel Jones, absolutely awful. You, you know, he oh, he had like, the boy band haircut as well at this point, didn't he? Yeah, and and because he was quick, he thought he honestly thought he was like Gareth Bale. Everyone was like, you can't control the ball, so you're not. Um, but yeah, um, to, to be honest, DJ was sound. He was sound. But now we we had some we had some good nights out. We, we did have some good nights out. I remember um, one bank holiday. We're down in um, down in wherever it was, and I went into a bar, and it was full of Sheffield United hooligans, <laughs> and um, literally just ordered a drink. And someone came up to me, tapped me on the shoulder, and went, "Listen, Sheffield United are in here." Um, I said, yes, you just go. Don't even have any drink. So I was like, okay. <laughs> that was my warning. I, w- I wasn't hanging about at all. I was like, right, I'm off. So, um, yeah, sobered up pretty quickly then. That was, but we, we, did, <laughs> we did enjoy some good nights out. In fact, there was another one, Bournemouth away. 
Bournemouth away. Remember Gary Megson? Mm-hmm. Gary Megson, new sub time again. Um, he said, right, Wednesday night, Bournemouth away. They were flying near the top of the table. We were mid-table. He said, if we get something, I'll buy you all a pint afterwards. So we were all oh, happy days. So I said to Potts, I had my stag do down in Bournemouth. I said, Potts, it's a great night. Oh, we're out. We're going out. We're out. Sedgy, we're out. Weaves, we're out. So I told a few of them, I said, we're out for, after the game. Regardless of the result, we're going out. We're having a few beers. And um, so we drew nil-nil, which was a great result. I mean, it wasn't a good game, but it was a good result. I'm sure mm-hmm. Callum Wilson was probably there at, at Bournemouth. They had a good side. And I'm yeah. sure they, they went up. So um, so, so he's bought us all a pint afterwards. And me and Potts are like looking around thinking, we've brought our gear. We're going out. We're not in our Sheffield Wednesday track. We're going out. So, so Megson and all the staff had gone to bed. Uh, and me and Potts went, right, we're going out. Who, who else is coming out? Everyone bottled it except me and Potsy. So we went out, cracked on into some student bar till three, four in the morning, absolutely steaming. Uh, ended up buying a Vuvu Zayla in, in a kebab house. <laughs> and I, and I, I was blowing this Vuvu Zayla in the, uh, in the reception when I got back, saying, Meg's an unused sub. I'm blowing this uh, Vuvu <laughs> You never hear me. I never got back in the team anyway. But there was no the next morning. Good night. Amazing. <laughs> Have you got any more, Steve? Yeah. Um, so obviously we, we we get to the end of that season and you, you're gonna go on and, and hopefully when coming towards the end of it, was the, the plan always to go back to uh, Preston and then kick on, or was there ever any uh, any sort of feeling that you'd maybe elongate you, you stay with us, or what was it what was the plan after Wednesday? I had one year left at Preston and, and Preston had changed the manager so Ferguson had gone and it was Phil Brown and he got in touch with me towards the end of the season that saying that he wanted me to be a big part of the plans next season um, there was a couple more clubs that were interested as well and, and Gary Megson was on me in the summer saying come on come and sign for Wednesday and I was like Gary you dropped me for 10 games for giving the penalty <laughs> like, like I, I honestly couldn't trust that he wouldn't do it again whilst I really liked him by the end of the season I just couldn't trust that if I did something bad again, he, he'd just leave me out of the team. And, and I was travelling. So, so I, I had two young kids at the time. And I, and I was travelling two hours to training every day. And I'd always stay the night before a game. So I'd share a mm. lift with Pottsley over the uh, over the woodhead every day, which was fine because I'd get in early, I'd do my stretches and it was fine. Um, but I thought, I can't risk that, knowing that a manager could, could just bin me off for, for a silly mistake. Yeah, fair. Yeah. Fair. There was um there, there was uh, there was one player we had on uh, I don't I don't think you played with him but we had we had Raider Johnson on for uh, for for a show and uh, he was talking about Hillsborough now you know Raider was a really popular character with the uh, with the Sheffield Wednesday faithful but um but he kind he kind of went into into a bit of a like a, a solemn moment and he said I tell you what though but if that crowd don't like you they let you bloody know about it and he mentioned uh, Jacques Magoma. Who uh, end up going to Birmingham City? Who we've got at the weekend, actually, and um, and he said, I, th- I think you misplaced a pass, and and God, Christ, that crowd can get on your back. I don't think we did it to you, Mel's, but can you, you know, I, I probably Tommy, maybe Pops, you know what I mean? Pops, he got it. Corners every time he hit the first man. Oh, he's done it again. And but 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 the thing was, we have to remember is. Potsy was really light in the dressing room, so he was a team player. So, so for really? us players, we were thinking we need we need Potsy out there because he'll it, it, do a job for us to make sure that we're functioning well. So for, for me, Potsy was a very, very clever player. And okay, he got a bit of stick off, off fans and maybe for the corners hitting the first man. Good player, really good player. Do you know what? Potsy will become a, a first-team manager. He will become a manager at a very, very good level. 
are you still in touch with any of the lads? You know, like Nicky Weaver, for example, and, uh, you know, even DJ. I'd love to know what he's up to, probably in an NSYNC tribute band or something. <laughs> DJ. Uh, last time I saw him, he was playing away at Macclesfield for Northampton or someone like that. Um, <laughs> and still putting his crosses into the stand. Um, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you know what? When you, when you leave the football clubs, you lose touch very quickly. Said he was always a close friend of mine. Uh, Weaves, yes, if I saw them now, we'd meet up and we'd have some drinks and it'd be great. Yeah, yeah. But lose, lose touch. Potts is probably the only one of of the few that I've kept in touch with Clinton as well. But usually it's so, social media is the one where you keep in touch with them more. And, and, and bear in mind, you be both you and Clinton working at Sky now, you're probably like, well, all right, Clint, all right, Mills. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yo, you, you're going you're gonna to bang into each other every now and again. Have you got any more, Steve? Uh, yeah. So, obviously, Dan's just touched on the, um, the and it flattened. Fast forward a little bit. He's just touched on the fact that you're working for Sky and doing a, and I will say this: you do a great job, and it, it's great when we, you know, the the, the match day review stuff that you do. Um, bringing it back round to Sheffield Wednesday, it's not been the best season. We're not in the greatest period after what was the miracle of Hillsborough, and I know that Dan doesn't like that term. He doesn't like. It's the a rubbish of name. It's a rubbish name. Surely we could come up with something better than the miracle of Hillsborough. It, it sounds like <laughs> it sounds like someone's nan's made it up. It was a miracle. It happened at Hillsborough. It's the miracle of Hillsborough. Anyway, um, as a as a sort of a, a national sort of broadcaster, are the eyes of the nation is 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 it there in the conscience of, of people outside of Sheffield? Um, what what's the sort of perception of people at, at the level that you're operating at in terms of your an analysis of the game, or is it just something that you look at as a, a sort of a footnote? What what what's going on at Wednesday? No. Yeah. I always think any promoted team are expected to struggle. I think a club the size of Wednesday would probably not be. I think the fact that Ipswich this season have been absolutely flying, you're thinking, well, why why can't we be? I think when I saw the lack of recruitment in the summer and the fact that Darren Moore went, I was thinking, God, it's going to, going to be in for a tough season there, really tough season. And then I watched them a few times early on. I didn't see Wednesday lose when I reported. They kept drawing, which was good because they weren't losing. But it was, don't create enough, didn't score enough too easy to score against and from early on in the season I was thinking if Wednesday can stay up that will be a great season now they've still, we've still got loads of games left and, and there was a little bit of an upturn that it's still possible um, but, but yeah that's I mean that's where I see Sheffield Wednesday because they're a massive football club obviously things off the pitch feel as though they're not right at the moment I mean I, mean, I, I speak to my brother all the time he's a Wednesday he still goes to, to the games takes his boys as well to the games when he can um, and it's frustration because when Sheffield Wednesday a huge football club would love to be in the Premier League of course would love those derbies again with Sheffield United but at this moment in time it's to stay in the second tier of English football which is the Championship which between now and the end of the season they've got an absolute job on their hands to do yeah absolutely yeah. they have uh, now listen normally we do it the other way around Mels but we're, we're, I'm going to go back in time because I want to talk about the early part of your career you know your late teens early 20s stuff like that and that season with that goal and uh, I mean hell of a hit weren't it uh, I'm talking about the Arsenal one of course um, <laughs> did, did you feel like your your life changed after that one I mean you've absolutely slapped it from what I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be generous here like 35 yards out right in your head, that's what it is. It was miles out, wasn't it? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah a, a great personal highlight for me um, because it was obviously 
for, for Liverpool, it was the last minute. It was against the champions, the Invincibles, the Arsenal team. Um, mm. I probably didn't know how big the goal was at the time because my mate was in Australia and he was like, oh, it's on the back pages in, in Australia. I was like, what? It's on the, yeah. back, on the back page in Australia. I, got, I couldn't really get my head around that. That, But being at Liverpool for a number of years, Liverpool are a huge football club globally and, and it was it was nice to have a moment that I knew I was capable of. You know, I had to manage mm-hmm. injuries from a young age anyway. But, but I'd always scored goals and that was something that I loved doing. So that was a fulfilment of a dream. But, but I, did, I did want more of it, but unfortunately, I didn't get too much more of it. But it, it was a nice moment. That was a, a nice moment. I tell you what, I should have gone out in, in town afterwards because I probably could have pulled any girl that night. I went home, yeah, and, yeah. Watched, <laughs> I went home and watched Match of the Day 2 with my mum and dad. Having a <laughs> totally worth it. Totally yeah. worth it. You're not going to get most like You could pull a bird any other night of the week, Mel's. You know what I mean? <laughs> but like... Like I, I, after, I mean, after that, you know, that your your career kind of stunted a little bit because you had a couple of shitty injuries at this point, didn't you? Like, you know what I mean? It, uh, like, do you remember thinking, "Christ, this could this could really affect me here," uh, and it must have been a long road back. Yeah, well, well, well even that you mentioned the Arsenal. I I had an injection to get through the game. I was injured then. You know, I had to painkiller mm-hmm. injection just to get through that game. Um, I, I was I had one year left at, at Liverpool, and Rafa said, "Right, we don't want you anymore." Didn't say it as, as, as bluntly as that. He got, yeah, somebody, yeah. he got somebody else to say it. But um, so, so then it was like, well, my career could be over. I'd have, I think I'd had four operations by that point. Mm-hmm. I'd had a really serious knee injury. It was both knees. It wasn't one one knee. And and so it was a case of well, where am I going to go to? Sheffield Wednesday was one of the clubs mentioned at the time. Um, but Preston, because I just had a baby, I was like, right, I'm going to Preston. Down and the road. Was, yeah, but I signed injured. So if, if, you, if you're a Wednesday fan and you sign somebody injured, you're going to be like, What's going on here? I, I didn't yeah, play yeah. six months at Preston. I had two more operations after I'd signed, but the manager knew that. He knew he was signing somebody injured. But the fans don't know that. The fans are thinking, we've signed mm-hmm. some kid from Liverpool. Why is he not playing? Because I was injured. Mm-hmm. I, 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 and I had, to manage the, I had to manage the injury throughout my career. It, it, it wasn't nice. But, but, but I, I loved, you know what? I loved my time as a player. I loved it. Amazing. Amazing. Have you got any more, Steve? I was literally just going to ask... Um, Without wanting to be too sombre about it, it, it coming because you you finished quite early, didn't you? I think you were only about thirty when 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 you finally hung them up. Um, did you have that sort of not FOMO, but whatever the word the term would be for for, for a person who finishes as early as you that you you didn't have a, a more prolonged career, or do you feel like you achieved everything that you you wanted or and set out to achieve? No, I, I mean. I'd love to sit here and go, oh, I did this, I did that, I won this, I scored this many goals. But for me, my dream was just to be a professional football player. So to have that experience early on at Liverpool, the times at Preston, my one season at Sheffield Wednesday, even at West Ham for that brief loan spell. And we, it's nice to have those memories and experiences to fulfil the dream of being a professional football player. I could have been better. You know, some fans would be like, he's awful. But 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 that's the way football is. It is about opinion. But it was nice to fulfil that dream. I'd love to have done more. But uh, no, I, uh, I got to experience something I wanted to do as a little boy. Amazing. Brilliant. Amazing. So Brilliant. so what are you feeling next then? I mean, you know, is, uh, in, in the media career that you've got, and, and again, I'm going to echo Stevie. I, I think you're very good at it. Some people are bloody terrible. I mean, we all saw Josh Windass's dad giving it a go. That was like one of those crazy, <laughs> that was like one of those crazy old guys in a pub with, I can't believe it, Jeff. I don't know what's happening. Like, you know what I mean? But, you know, I think you're quite measured, Mel. I quite like it. But like, but like moving forward, you know, are you eyeing up a, uh, and eyeing, eyeing up a seat on that panel with Simon Thomas on a Saturday? I, I was fortunate because when I came out of the game, I, I was on the panel early doors in the studio. Mm. 
I think of Admiston in there now. But uh, do, do you know what I love? Do you know what I love doing is he's going to the different grounds around the country, whether it's Sheffield Wednesday. I've been fortunate to go back there a few times, even Preston or Barrow or Carlisle. Just places. It's real football. I absolutely love football in our country, whether it's the Premier League, Championship, League One, League Two, wherever it is. I just love watching football and reporting on it because because uh, that that is my passion. So uh, whilst I can remain doing that, then I'm happy. Amazing, amazing. Perfect. Listen, I'm going to put a pin in it there, Mel's. It's been an absolute pleasure. Stay on the line. Thanks a lot for joining us, Mister Neil Mellor. This podcast is proud to be part of the Talksport Fan Network. Talksport, powered by fans. It's still with Lee Gregory. He's in the box. Tries to screw him. Is it gonna be there? Yes! yes! Oh my god! It's the 90th minute. You've got all your mates round. You've got your McNugget chair boxes coming down the left wing, ready to go. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget. Snatching all three points, back of the net. Lubosh. Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more information. See you later. Hi, hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. Talk Sport. Powered by fans.